Carly, and welcome to the podcast that's about to take your faith on a delightful and slightly unpredictable journey. That's right. It's time to dive into the world of messy antics. Now, if you've ever found yourself caught between the matzo cracker and the communion wafer, you're in for an absolute treat. We're here to chat about all things messianic and Torah, and let me tell you, it's a roller coaster of divine proportions. Think of us as your trusty guide in this biblical amusement park. We're going to explore the highs and the lows, the holobred wins, and the wandering in the wilderness fails. Get ready for candid conversations, guest appearance by prophets, well, maybe just their descendants, and discussions about what it's really like to walk out this whole word of Adonai. So whether you're a seasoned sukkah assembler or you're just wondering about what on earth is a mezuzah, join us for some laughter and maybe learning a little bit about this holy chaos. After all, life is messy and faith is full of antics. I had the honor of meeting my next guest at Surge Messianic Women's Conference almost three years ago now. This is exciting, two and a half years ago. And I just remember watching her as like the anointing like trailed off of her as she's running around, making all these amazing things happen, serving women from just the deep parts of her heart. And I was so blessed, but I want to tell you a little bit, a bit about Sarah. Sarah Kiefer lives with her husband and three kids in the Austin, Texas area. She's the founder of Surge Women's Conference happening this summer in Waxahachie, Texas. Her heart is to support and unite sisters who are on a journey with their Bibles to walk with the King know their father on a deeper level. From ladies new to walking out the whole Bible to the most seasoned and wise, there is a workshop for all ladies who want to dive deeper and they want to learn more and have a whole heck of a lot of Texas size fun. Surge is the ultimate ladies trip. Yes, yes, and yes. The Surge Conference was born in 2022 after seeing the division caused from some prideful doctrine and judgmental mindset. Since Sarah always says that there is no room for sibling rivalry in Yah's house, and unity starts with you. The army of women being built through the unifying spirit of the Surge Conference will spill over into their hearts of their families, which will ultimately spill over into their communities. Amen. She's a strong believer that Yah blesses everyone with gifts that can be used for his kingdom, and hers is throwing a really good potty. She loves her family and her friends, Texas wineries, making homemade soap, and planning that next big event. Welcome, Sarah. Welcome to Messy Antics. I'm so excited to have you. I'm so excited, too. Thank you so much for having me. This is really cool. So uh, share with us a little bit going just, we're going to jump in and I want you just to share before we, I ask you some questions about your walk uh, in Torah. I want to ask you about how did Surge come about? I know I read about it, but tell me a little about Surge and tell me, tell me a little bit about it now and I'll probably follow up at the end where ladies know how to find out and register. Yeah. So Surge is basically a safe place for women to come together and um, fellowship, have fun, learn, um, question. It doesn't ever look the same. There's always different speakers. There's always different topics. And um, it's just really a place that ladies can come and have I mean, who doesn't like a good girl's trip? You know, it's 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 um, a lot of fun, little special things. But it's also 
a place where I feel like people on all ends of the spectrum, whether you're new to this walk or you've been walking it for, you know, decades, um, you have um, a safe place to learn and maybe learn some things that you hadn't heard before and and just have some fun while you're at it. I love that so much. And I love the heart of unity. And it really speaks true from the moment you arrive till the till the moment you leave. And it just I feel like it grows as you're there the unity of women in their in their in their differences. There's really fun to see the unity that evolved, which is truly the father, because we alone could not do that. And you have really aligned this conference with his heart, I believe. Yes. Um, you know, that's when I started seeing all the unity and also just the the prideful, I guess, mindsets of people, almost like they had it all figured out, you know. Um, and and it creates a big disconnect when trying to talk to people about about the walk, about, you know, the Sabbath or any of that, because um it's like you catch more flies with honey is what my husband always says. Like if, if you can be a little gentler with people and not so prideful and not so strong and dogmatic um, about your beliefs. It's, it's not like, and, and I, I, your beliefs don't change as far as the foundations, right? I mean, we talk about that a lot. Like the majors are always going to be there. It's the minors where people really have a hard time and that creates a lot of, Fellowship. I mean, you see it in the Christian world too. That's why there's so many different denominations. Um, So I just wanted a place where people could come and learn. And when you hear my story, you'll also kind of hear how that plays into it because um, I was kind of on an island by myself when I first um, started learning about Torah and all of that. And so I wanted to make sure that I had workshops and places to go for ladies that really wanted to ask those very basic, you know, 101 sort of questions. And then for ladies that want to get a little bit deeper into it um, and to feel safe to ask those things or to talk about those things and not disfellowship over it. There's just such a divide in the walk. So I agree. So you, you kind of did the segue right there about telling us how you came into this. I'm going to hear about that. And then we're going to circle back around and let's talk about the speakers and uh, coming up and, and you can share a little bit more about Serge when we, when we close this out, but tell me about your story. How, what's your testimony, how you came into, uh, into Torah? Well, I grew up in a Christian home, so, you know, we just did church on Sundays and, um, Christian family. And then in my twenties, when I left home and I was kind of um, out in the world, I, it kind of just sucked me in. I mean, I became like a Sunday or a, um, what did they say? Christmas and Easter sort of Christian. I wasn't really walking it. And, um, in my late twenties, I guess I had, um, I was kind of in a dark place in my life. And a friend of mine invited me to a women's conference at a Catholic church of all places. And I went and I had the most fabulous time. I met the the most awesome ladies. I still talk to some of them today. Um, and it really kind of just rekindled my love of, of God and my, you know, my faith and the whole journey. And so I really then started getting back into walking, you know, not walking Torah yet, but just putting God in everything, praying more, you know, just having him in the forefront of everything that I did, reading my Bible a lot more. And I remember 
at that time asking for um, truth, you know, just praying about, I want truth. I want truth. And, um, but I just was getting closer and closer to God and to my Bible and um, learning and questioning and all of this. So then fast forward and I met my husband and we had, we started having babies and we we're going to a church at that time and they didn't have any childcare. Um, my son was just newborn. And so I would stay home and he would go to church on Sundays. And I remember us talking about just the lukewarm messages that we just got every single Sunday. I would watch from like online. I think they live streamed on Facebook or something and he would go. And it was just like every Sunday, it was always the same messages that Jesus loves us, which is a great message. Right. But it was just we really wanted to get we were both kind of hungry for more, wanted to go deeper. One day I took my son out on a walk in the neighborhood. And um, I ran into a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses. And that really was um, so that was really the big turning point, I think, in my mind. I mean, here I was, I had been doing a lot of studying. I knew a lot of big fancy words in Christianese. You know, I, I really thought I was going to like give it to these Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, and um, we ended up having a really nice conversation. And I, the one big thing that stood out was that God had a name and his name was not God and his name was not Lord. Those were titles and that his name was taken out of the Bible over 7,000 times for, you know, there's a whole bunch of theories on why that happened, but um, that I, I walked away from that conversation like, wow, that is a really good point, you know? Um, and from there, it was just like, I, oh, I came across, um, I think it was called Yahweh's Restoration Ministry because I was learning about the name and I was going on these like the Tetragrammaton rabbit trails, you know, and they had a bunch of free pamphlets. And so I just ordered a bunch of them and um, one of them. So I, I wanted to know about the name, but then there was one on Sabbath. There was one on feast days. That's and then that really started a whole thing with the feast days. And so and it's just funny to me looking back because like I rekindled my my relationship in a Catholic church and I was my eyes were opened to God ha having a name in from Jehovah's Witnesses. And I was just like all these groups have pieces of truth, right? And and that's and even even in this walk, like I feel like, you know, we're we're all walking Torah now, and we're all um, we all have those majors, like you know, Yah the Father, but we all pronounce His name differently, you know. And there's just no reason to divide over that because I think of my own children, and um, when they're learning to speak, and I wouldn't. Bank or punish my children who were babies learning to say my name and not just calling me mom all the time. You know, it's just things like that. And I just think back, it's just like the whole thing has shown me so many different pieces. And like, so unity has always been on my heart. So, anyways, my husband was in, um, still, he was a deacon at a Lutheran church, actually. And um, he was coming home, you know, and we were talking about all this. And, um, I just felt very alone. I felt like I was on an island at that time. And I didn't, I had a lot of girlfriends, but either they were pagan or they were Christians. And I didn't have anybody that I can talk to about this kind of stuff. So what do you do? 
you get online, you start Googling, right? And so I think 119 Ministries, I started finding fellowship finders and stuff, but I just couldn't really find anybody close to me or um, any, I don't know, I've just always been drawn to like women, women doing life with women, like helping and sharpen each other. You know what I mean? Like a community, mm -hmm. um, right. just to have a good, strong, powerful group of circle of women friends. And I didn't have that. And I grew since because I grew up in the Christian church and I've been planning parties since I was a kid. I mean, I, I even I'm a corporate event planner now. Um, I would think back to all the Christian conferences and stuff that I used to go to as a kid, as a young woman. And I remember, you know, there were different things that I liked about them or didn't like about them that worked or didn't work. And I couldn't find anything like that in the Messianic movement. I would search and I would try to find women's conferences, you know, um, to, to go to, and there was nothing. And I'm like, well, I'll just do it myself. And so that was how it was born, you know? And at that time, because I remember being so hungry at first, like, you know, how hungry you are when you first, right. your eyes start being open. And, and I just felt so just like a baby, you know, all over again. So I really, when it, it was very important to me to have classes and workshops that would just cover the gamut of women in their walk, because growth looks different on all of us, right? And we can look back at, I mean, five years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, I thought a lot differently. Although I've always known God, I didn't know, I didn't have the real relationship and I really didn't know him like on a personal level, like is what happens when you come into Torah and you really start walking, walking the walk. So that's how the that's whole so great. So I heard you say, and this probably is where it kind of got a little messy for you is I heard your husband, you said your husband was a deacon in the Lutheran church. How, how did that play out as far as, because uh, I know that today you guys are walking a walk very in unity. So in, in your, in your beliefs, what was that process like? Well, I was, kind of a Torah terrorist at first, you know, like many of us are. And um, I remember, you know, doing little things kind of, and I know you talk about don't be Holy Ghost Junior, that's your thing. And I love that saying, but you know, like leaving the Bible open to a certain scripture and hoping he'll read it or turning a teaching on in the background, you know, that talked about things that I thought that he should want to know, you know. So I, I did go through that kind of phase and we would we didn't really ever argue about it or anything like that. There was a little bit of pushback. Um, you know, I remember having that open him open us uh, sitting down at the table and him opening to the book of Galatians. I do remember that and, and going over, you know, that, and I was still kind of learning. So sometimes it's just okay to say, I don't really have the answer to that, but I know this is truth and I'm going to find out. And so it, it was mm -hmm. kind of that. And it was, it was over years of, just suddenly, like one day I realized, oh, he really isn't eating pork anymore. Like, and I didn't tell him to do that, you know, and, and just, and now, now we're on the same, we're, now we're unified in that. And we have a um, fellowship here in central Texas and we go to each other's houses on the Sabbath and we fellowship and it's a great group of people. And we host once a month and that's, that's our new, that's our new church family, you know, if you will. That is such a great story. There's a lot of people listening that they it's difficult when their their spouse is not um, an unbelief is just not a believer. I know I am or that they're not walking in unity as far as their beliefs. And I, I just really 
love that it wasn't because you're beating him over the head because that tactic didn't work. But when you pulled back, you know, the word tells us if we walk this out in front of them, meek and quiet spirit, it doesn't mean, you know, beaten down by no means, but instead they're seeing the fruit of your walk. And all of a sudden I have testimony after testimony of women who their husbands are like, you're, you don't, you're not gripey with me anymore. And you're not argumentative. And there's more, you have more joy. I mean, they're seeing the fruits of the spirit budding out of their spouse. It's, it draws them in to make them want to, to walk in unity with you because the fruit is so beautiful. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think pulling back and being gentle is harder for some personalities than others. It was kind of hard for me because I'm more of a like type A person, like diving off a cliff sort of person, you know, that's just kind of my personality. And um, I just really had to pull back and learn to be gentle and pray. I did a lot, a lot, a lot of praying for him and for us, you know, because it is easy to forget that we were all there one time. I mean, exactly. Usually, maybe not everybody's story, but usually we were all there one time. And so to just think that we have it all figured out now and everybody else should think like we do is just, it's just so prideful and it's, it's, it's causing so much division. And and that's why I talk about, you know, there's no, no room for sibling rivalry in, in Yah's house, because I think about my own kids and how, when they fight, you know, it drives me crazy and I don't want them to fight. And I, I have to assume that he feels that same way about us. I'm sure. I'm sure he put that in you. You made a comment about Galatians. It's interesting. I have a, a Misty Harbor and I are going through every Monday night we meet up and we're going through Grant Luton's teaching, um, grappling with Galatians. And it isn't a chapter by chapter. He did that before at Beth Takoon and that's on their, their website. But you can go to Grant Luton's uh, YouTube video. Um, and we, I interviewed him earlier but he does a series on grappling with Galatians. It's so good. And it's so funny because people are like, have you, haven't you read Galatians? You're like, what? What's that? Yeah, it is. It is. It's As a matter of fact, book. I have. It's so it's so book. good. And, and I feel that for me, um, it's helped me not, not because so that I can argue with anyone for sure, but it helps me solidify why I believe what I believe or, or help me know things that I didn't even know. Like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that this is what this was talking about. And and it's caused me to ask a lot more questions. And so if you're interested in that and you're struggling, you can check that out on YouTube under just Grant Luton, Grappling with Galatians. And I will put that in the show notes as well. But I want to move into more about Surge before we close this out. Tell us why women want to go to Surge. Tell us about some of the speakers. Oh my gosh. The the speaker lineup is great this year. It's good every year. Okay. It's been good from, from the first year. This is the third year. Um, and I just, I want to always keep it fresh. I mean, there aren't always going to be the same speakers every year and it's nothing personal against any of the speakers. It's just, um, people, you know, people just get tired of the same, same thing, I guess. And, so uh, there's nine speakers. There are uh, there will always be two workshops going on at the same time. So we have what we have is we always have a fancy tea party to to start it off, right? And this is kind of like icebreaker, all that stuff. Um, I'm looking for my hat. I got to find I a know, hat. Right? Yes, that was fun. We added that component last year where people uh, showed up with hats and gloves, and it was really fun. 
Um, and then we always do a banquet one night too. And then as we have nine speakers, but not all of those speakers give general sessions. Some of them just come for workshops. And so there's going to be five hours of general sessions this year. And there's going to be, I think, I mean, I'm still in the agenda planning stage, but eight to nine hours of uh, workshops. And there'll always be two, maybe three going on at the same time. So Again, this goes back to if you're new to Torah and we're doing something on the feast days, but you've been celebrating the feast days for 20 years, you might want to go, you know, to a teaching on a, like a Hebrew Bible study or a, a Hebrew word study or, you know, whatever. So there's just different different depths of study and things like that with all of the workshops. Um, and then we do a different, we always have some sort of activities too. And they're usually different every year too, because I like to keep that, you know, people guessing and always like to surprise a little bit and spoil the ladies. So I'm just super excited to see the ladies that are coming this year, because every year it never fails that I get to speak with ladies that you know, they'll tell me their stories about how they got to surge. And, you know, it is a divine meeting and they were meant to be there that year. It is mind blowing. Um, so I'm always super excited to to see that every year. Um, and then the speakers, uh, there's you can when you go to the website, you'll see them all. Um, but there's I have them all here if you want me to list them out. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. All of them sometimes. But uh, Valerie Moody, Erica Bronze. Stephanie Green. She's new. I haven't actually even met her in person yet. So I am super excited to meet her. Holda Dawid, Charlie Brown, Hillary Thomas, Deb Gold, Dina Dye, and Shauna Manfredine. So those are the all the speakers that are coming this year. And we have some very specific workshops and then some more general, broader uh, workshops. I'm actually working with all the speakers right now to kind of nail those down. And then every year after surge, I get topics from the ladies, like, what do you want to hear about next year? You know, and I've got a whole list of stuff that I'm, I've compiled that, you know, I want to just, it'll always give me something fresh year to year. So it's very cool. And, 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 and then location right? this year is different, right? We're doing it. Yes. We're doing a different location this year. Yes. So I'm excited about the location too. The venue is definitely going to play a big role this year. Um, they've been easier to work with from the get go. And it's funny because this venue was planted in, in my mind, like in passing, somebody had mentioned it over a year ago and I kind of put it aside. I was like, no, I don't want to go to the Civic Center, you know, that's boring. And, uh, and then when I was looking for venues this year, because my other venues just didn't work out, um, there was like nobody that could take us. There was always a problem I ran to either. They didn't have our dates or they wouldn't honor the Sabbath or whatever that I was asking them. So I landed back at the Civic Center and my husband and I went and toured it and it was beautiful. I was like, this is gorgeous. This is perfect. And there's Talk about spoiling, right? I, I know. I know. I mean, it's really it's going to be perfect. And the logistics of it is just it's just so great. And then um, there's two hotels that share the parking lot. So once you get your ticket. Once you, you have to buy your surge ticket first, and then when you check out, it'll give you the links to the rooms on how to book a to call the place and give you the booking or whatever, because um, we have a special rate. But I would definitely recommend doing that sooner than later, because once those hotels fill up, then people will have to rent and get Airbnbs and they'll have to drive every day and all of that. So and I'm expecting over 200 women. Yeah, and it's fun when you're all staying there together. It's like a big pajama party, you know, literally, and. You know, we're all I running mean, around having a blast. The way I describe it, it's like the ultimate family reunion 
because I mean, mm-hmm. it is, it's family, but it's not like family. Like you don't, those weird family members that you don't want to hang out with. It's just <laughs> like the best family, the best family reunion. You get to see yes. each other every year. You know, we've had several ladies that are going to be there three years in a row, but I'm always excited too. And it's, it's fun to see everybody again in the family reunion, but it's also nice to meet the new ladies and hear how they found out about it and yeah. just see them light up when they get to experience it because it, the the spirit of unity that goes through surge is I've never experienced anything like it. So it's so great. And I just, it's so fun for me to go and, and all the people, the women that I know from, from online, whether it's through the Ruta Cafe, whether it's through um, online in, you know, when we had the, in the portion, which we've renamed to the bridge, but Ed, in Bible studies that we've been together in, in all of the things, face, whatever. It's so fun to see them in person yeah. and you feel like you know them, but you actually get to see them in person and yeah. so much fun. And so if you can't hear this, if you're listening, there's a giant smile on my face for a reason, because it is that great. So if you miss the name, it's Surge messianic women's conference and we're going to make sure we post they tell us where they can find the information and then i am for sure all the links will be down in your show notes so okay well there's a facebook page um and that's where i post you know i post stuff about unity things like that memes and you know uplifting stuff but um all the links are on there too to buy um the tickets and that's just the surge women's conference on facebook and then the website is unityfitness.com but it's not unity like unity is normally spelled it's it's you like unity starts with you it's y o u n i t y fitness.com and there's a search page they can click on. It'll show all the speakers. It has like frequently asked questions. You can have the, there's the, um, the link to the tickets, how, how Surge got, you know, started. All of that is on the website. That's awesome. And we, again, we're going to, we will put all the information that you need to know. Sarah, thank you so much. Would you pray for um, our listeners as we leave today? Um, pray for them for unity. Would you do that? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Thank you, Yah, for for this opportunity to come together and for my sister, Charlie, um, and for all the ladies that are listening. And I just pray that you just help us to be gentle as a group, gentle with ourselves and with each other so that we can um, be a unifying unit um, to the world around us. And just fill us with your strength and help us to walk boldly in that purpose, united as sisters. And even if ladies can't make it to surge, I just pray, Lord, that you would open their eyes to the unity and the the pettiness that might be um, creeping in on their lives. And they might not even know it, Father, because we know that unity of your children is um, is the place for for all of us. And thank you so much for your blessings and for this walk and for Yeshua. In his name we pray. Amen. I mean, get over and order your tickets because they will sell out. And don't forget, sometimes in this walk, it does get a little messy. It's okay. And that's a wrap on another Messy Antics adventure. My fellow spiritual adventurers, from splitting red seas of laughter to stumbling upon mana mishaps, we've truly experienced the full spectrum of messianic marvels and Torah tales. Remember, folks, as we navigate the sometimes bewildering but always beautiful path of faith, It's okay to have a few loose ends along the way. Embracing the messiness of life is what makes our journey genuine 
and our connection with Adonai so meaningful. Before we go, let's take a moment to thank our incredible guests who shared their story, insights, and aha moments with us. And of course, a big thank you to you, our amazing listeners. Without you, we'd just be folks sitting in here with a microphone, and that's just not as fun. We'll catch up with you next time on Messy Antics, where the Torah is our compass and laughter is our guiding star. Stay joyful, stay curious, and may your days be filled with blessings that are as abundant as manna in the wilderness. And help us out by liking, subscribing, and leaving us that five-star review.